Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, July 13th. How many matches is too many? That is the question being put to the test by the ATP and WTA tours this week as we have three events happening on both tours. You look on the women's side, we've got action on the hard courts of Prague, on the clay courts of Budapest and Lausanne, on the men's side in ATP 500. They snuck that into the calendar this week in Hamburg. You've also got the grass event in Newport, the clay event in Bastad. Really, really fun week to be a tennis fan. As we mentioned yesterday, no rest for the weary as the action continues on on the ATP and WTA tours. Of course, for whatever it's worth, we've got four challengers happening this week as well, and all of that action covered on Monday's Great Shot podcast by our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro. We'll be sure to talk about the challengers specifically on a mini break later this week, but on today's podcast, I want to talk about the action happening on the ATP and WTA Tours run you through each of these six events going down, talk about the results we've seen unfold, talk about the matches we have coming up over the next couple of days. Of course, the reason I'm able to do all of this day in, day out here on the Mini Break Podcast is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends over at Tennis Point. You guys know the deal. Best equipment, Best prices, tennis-point.com. You use our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. I mean this sincerely. We are so grateful for their eternal support. It allows us to do things like cover each and every day of a Grand Slam, like go daily on these mini-break podcasts like we have over the past year and a half. So if you would like to say thank you the way you can support our friends at tennis-point.com. Again, use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Tennis-point, the symbol, not the spelling. Tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. One other content note before we get into today's action. A lot of 
of fun stuff going on right now here at Cracked Rackets. I had a fantastic conversation with an extended member of our Tennis Channel family, David Kane, editorial producer over at Tennis.com for Tennis Magazine as well. We discussed the WTA players we're watching most closely heading into the North American Hard Court Summer. I'm going to have a similar conversation on the ATP side with Jury Nathan later on this week, or I believe that pod's going to drop early next week. We've got Jeff Sackman lined up to come on the show, Ben Roth. Rothenberg's are going to be on the show. Really fun time. If you've missed out on any of those podcasts, you can find them all on our website, CrackRackets.com. We're also going to get the Cracked interviews rocking and rolling today. Uh, or uh, Again, I should say today, by the time you're listening to this, Tuesday night, Wednesday, should have a Cracked interviews posted with NCAA men's singles champion Sam Riffis. So be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for more pods dropping over the course of the next few weeks. Of course, we've also got some articles on our website, CrackRackets.com. Tom Damien wrote about the dearth of one-handed backhands right now in the women's game, perhaps the reasoning for that lack of one-handers as well. And then I'm going to be writing something this week as well on the current state of American tennis, so be on the lookout for all of that on our website, CrackedRackets.com. But of course, with all of that said, you all came to hear an update on what's happening on the ATP and WTA Tour. So with that in mind, let's get into the action and let's start on the WTA side with the hardcourt action in Prague. Number one seed Petra Kvitova already knocked out of this event as she lost her first round match to Rebecca Sromkova, 7-6, it was a strange match. You watch Sornemkova play. She went big on almost every opportunity that it presented itself. Second serve points in particular. She held Kvitova under a 42% clip in terms of second serve points won. And, you know, she was taking big cuts whenever she had the opportunity during the rallies. And you have to, right? Because when you're playing Petra Kvitova, you can't let Kvitova set in the middle third of the court. You can't let her set her feet because if she does, she's playing offense. And more likely than not, she's probably hitting a winner right by you. But credit to Srimkova, who went after the ball, who took her chances, played aggressive. Look, Kvitova had her shot in that first set. And, you know, she ripped through. It was three all in the second set. Kvitova ripped off three straight games. And you thought, okay, she's found her footing. And then, you know, I believe it was the two all Srimkova service game. In that third set, Kvitova had like three or four break point chances. It was like a five or six deuce game. Srimkova ends up holding. And then she breaks Kvitova in the next game. Now they trade breaks the rest of the way. But Srimkova had that hold lead from two all. And so, you know, ultimately that made the difference. Look, Petra struggled in her past two matches. She didn't look comfortable in her early loss at Wimbledon. She didn't look comfortable here on her home soil in Prague. But you know, again, credit to Srimkova, who played super, super aggressive in this match. And uh, Kvitova's got the Olympics. She's got plenty of hardcore summer to find her form. If you watched her early in the Middle East stretch of the season, you know how well she was playing on the hardcourts. Only 31 years old. So, again, I continue. I'm a believer in Kvitova's form. I think there's still Grand Slam champion in her, as in she's hit that level this season to where if she played that level over the course of seven matches, she could absolutely win a Grand Slam. But she's not going to win the Livingston Prague 2021 Open. She is knocked off by qualifier Rebecca. Sremkova. Three sets in the first round. She was not the only seed to be knocked out in round one. You look number four seed Marie Buzkova knocked off by tennis Twitter favorite Storm Sanders. Sanders a 3-6-6-4-6-2 victory. Now 
I think sometimes this is the problem for Buzkova, as consistent as she is, as athletic as she is, as much as she, you know, does not defeat herself, a lot of times the match is on her opponent's racket, and for Standers, who obviously very capable doubles player, was moving forward, had success, was just the aggressor, played on her terms, and too often had Buzkova on that back foot, and just in set number three, it felt like Buzkova always had to make a passing shot or always had to come up with something spectacular to win the point. It was just consistent pressure from Sanders. So she earns the upset victory. You look elsewhere in the draw, the seeds that have had success, Barbara Krejcikova, she looked like a grand slam. She just made a two and three win over uh, uh, Shinikova, looked routine in her first round match. I was really impressed by Katarina Sinyakova, the 20, I want to say 25 year old now. Yes, 25 year old out of the Czech Republic, number five seed here this weekend, an 0 and 4 win over jo- Jody Barrage. But I just like pointing out for Sinyakova, who reached a career high of number 31 back in 2018, while she was under the age of 25, was always consistently one of the youngest players inside that top 100, inside that top 50, has had a ton of success in both singles and doubles throughout her career. And look, it's been a rough patch, we'd say, for Sinyakova over the last 52 weeks. She's 25 and 21 overall. She really struggled to find her form at the end of last season post-pandemic, but she's gotten a lot better results of late. Semifinals of Parma, third round Roland Garros, finals of Bad Hamburg, third round Wimbledon where she loses to Ashley Barty. She's starting to find her form, and you look for the 25-year-old, a jack-of-all-trays, and she's got, you know, loopy ground strokes, a weird forehand grip, and that side can be attacked by pace, and she's going to hit the slice, but she hits, you know, very good feel around the court. Interesting slice, comfortable moving forward, comfortable playing drop shot. I'd say it's an own Jabour light, not quite as much power, not quite as much pace, and just the weight of the Jabour shot a little bit heavier than Sinyakova's, but I'm a fan of Sinyakova's game, and though she's ranked number 63, you look at her hold percentage, that 67.9 number, that would be, you look uh, in in the women's game right now, amongst the top 100 leaderboard, 67.9 would be good for about, uh, we'll say, 32nd on, on the stats leaderboard. You look at her break percentage over these last 52 weeks, she's at 39.1. That number would be good enough for about 20, uh, for about 20th. So again, the numbers suggest and level of competition, she's playing primarily WTA events. You know, again, she's going one and one in a lot of her events early on. She had some consecutive losses as she was trying to work her way back into form, but she's found that form. And I think she's extraordinarily dangerous entering this hardcore summer because, again, she can do a little bit of everything. And you look for Sinyakova in her career. You know, hard courts are the surface she struggled the most on, 51% win percentage, 105 and 101, compared to a 59% on clay courts, 53% on grass courts. But her game translates across surface, and I just think she makes a million balls. It's a little Cerebas tormo If you were to cross Cerebas Tormo and Jabour, you'd have Katarina Sinyakova. At Great Shot Pod, by the way, if you like that uh, if you like that comparison, because I think that's an interesting one. But I just think she can do a lot of interesting things. A tough out makes you uncomfortable as her opponent. I thought she played really, really well in her first-round match. She advances again with a straight-set win. You look at the other results we've seen thus far, again, in terms of we are through now to the round of 16. 
Other seeds that have advanced, Stojanovic, three-set winner over Dietschenko, Hrit Minin, three-set winner over Gatel Montconi and Martin Sova, straight-set win over Samantha Murray Sharan. Uh, other players who have advanced in three sets, Asia Mohamed, uh, Victoria Kuzmova, you had a bunch of three-set matches, Anastasia Gasanova threw in three, Grace, Minute, uh, Grace Min, excuse me, uh, threw in three sets over Sam Stozer. You also saw wins from Xin Yu Wang, dangerous young left out of China, uh, Inshu Liang, uh, Tezra Smitkova, and uh, Bonaventure, who now very, that might be your most fun second round match, by the way, Bonaventure now going to take on Krejcikova. That's where the action's at in Prague. Let's move on now uh, to Budapest, where again, similar, we now enter the round of 16. You look at how we got here, you look at the seeds and how they've performed thus far at the event. Let's start uh, with number one. Seed Yulia Putin Seva. 6 2 6 4 win over Ekaterine Gorgadze on Wednesday. They play the match of she plays the match of the day as she is going to take on Anaconia, the Croatian, a 4 6 6 3 6 2 winner over Teresa Radea uh, in her first match. And look, I, I, I mentioned the fact that we've had a, a ton of great content coming for all of you listeners here at Crack Rackets on a podcast I did with David Kane, which I believe all of you listeners should be able to hear now. We talk about the players we are watching most closely entering this hardcore summer. Anaconia was on my list. Former number Number 20 player in the world, former top junior in the world, was on her way to a top 10 ranking, had reached the quarterfinal of a U.S. Open, and then has obviously struggled with injuries, uh, since, uh, sincerely, sincerely, excuse me, severely struggled with injuries over these past few seasons, finally looks healthy, had that breakthrough run in Miami, and has come through qualifying at a bunch of events, came through qualifying at the French Open, qualifying at Wimbledon, got into the main draw, now lost first round matches at both of those events, but they were both, uh, I thought, impressive results. And, you know, again, for her, it's just get back into the top 100, get back into the top 90, and she's currently floating around that 115 range. Once she's back into the top 100, doesn't have to worry about playing qualifying anymore, can play 250 events comfortably. I think the results are going to start to come. And obviously, you know, this matchup with Konya, it's a top 50 test. Konya's got, uh, with Putin Seva, excuse me, Konya's got bigger weapons than Putin Seva. Tennis Abstract's forecast for the event in Budapest has Konya as the favorite to win it, and certainly on the clay courts, the weight of her shot. She's going to have opportunities to play aggressive tennis against Putin Seva, so that's a really, really fun matchup happening on Wednesday in Budapest. I believe that's happening in the afternoon as well here in the United States. It's like a 1 p.m.-ish start time here on the East Coast, so hopefully all of you will be able to watch that match. We're certain to talk about it on tomorrow's show you look at your other seeds how they've done thus far number two seed daniel collins two and one victory number three seed bernard rapera stop me if you've heard this before she plays a three-set match but she gets through this time five seven six one six two over julia grab her uh number four seed in this event Irena camellia bergu the uh, bigu the only c uh excuse me the only top four seed to be upset thus far she loses to shmadova though not exactly an upset. That was a toss-up. Three and four win for Shmadova. Your five seed Anna Bogdan advancing in straights. Six seed Sasnovich in straights. Seven seed your uh, and eight seeds both knocked out. Sarah Irani by Irina Barra in three sets. Number seven seed Victoria Tomova knocked off by Pola Armachea in straight sets as well. 
Sets up again, a fun second round of action. You look at some of the matchups. Dama Golfi, the wild card out of Hungary, former top junior in the world. She's taken on Schmidlova in the round of 16. That's a really fun one. Uh, I already mentioned the fact Putin Savakonia must watch. I think Angelina Kalanina, who really fun win straight sets over Kalinskaya in round one. Her versus Para round two. That's another match destined to go three sets. So, Again, things setting up to be a fun uh, for a fun week of action in Budapest. We will be back tomorrow again, I promise, to talk about that Putin Seva Konya matchup. But that's where things are currently in Budapest. Let's move on now to our last event happening on the WTA Tour this week over in Lausanne, Switzerland, where we've got the event happening on clay. You look at the draw, how it's unfolded thus far. Pretty consistent uh, course of results. You look, uh, again, your top seed, Tamara Zidanzik, three-set winner thus far uh, in her first-round match, but she gets the win over Marina Melenkova, number two seed Fiona Farrow, straight-set win in her first-round match over Tarmini Tan, your number four seed, Camilla Georgie, a straight-set winner as well, Blinkova, your eight seed through in three, Alicia Parks, wild card out of the U.S., three-set win in her first match over Freedsome. Now, they've dealt with a bunch of rain uh, this week over in Lausanne, so they're still a little bit behind. Had a loaded schedule this week with a bunch of matches play uh, scheduled to be played because they are trying to catch up. I say today, excuse me, they have a matches t- scheduled for Wednesday, I believe. DiLorenzo Vogel scheduled to play. Garcia, Jill Teichman, the numbers five and three seeds respectfully scheduled to play. I know Paulini's scheduled to play. Roos is scheduled to play. Now, whether they get through all the matches are supposed to start some round of 16s as well. We will see, but weather has certainly been been a factor. Although, again, you look at this draw, Tamara Zidanzik, French Open semi-finalist. This is her second event she's played on clay since Wimbledon after she lost in the first week. Trying to make the most of that momentum she's built, trying to make the most of the fact that she is now a top 50 player, is the number one seed at this event. Uh, Certainly, again, the opportunity to rack up some points, solidify that top 50 ranking heading into the heavy hardcourt portion of the home stretch. Uh, but we'll we'll keep an eye on those. And again, not too much to report thus far because there just really haven't been that many matches. I, I you know I, I'm looking for a bounce back from Fiona Farrow after she got walloped in her first round match at Wimbledon. I believe she won one game against Garbine Muguruza. Going to be some fire in the belly of Farrow, who certainly had her opportunities against Jen Brady. I believe that was a third round match, or maybe that was a second round match at the French Open. That was a three set win for Brady, and felt like Farrow could have made the second week of that event, but. You know, again, Clay Courts, she plays her best tennis here. Uh, I expect her to make a deep run here. Would love to see a potential quarterfinal match between her and fellow Frenchwoman youngster Clara Burel. Uh, But that's your action right now in Lausanne. Again, three WTA events happening this week. Prague, Budapest, Lausanne, Switzerland. We will be keeping you up to date on everything happening across the course of all those events throughout the week here on the Mini Break Podcast. So... That's the action happening on the WTA Tour. With that in mind, let's move on now, talk about the action on the men's side. Before we can, though, I have to remind all of you about the action happening over with our friends at Manscaped. Now, for years, they've provided the best in men's below-the-waist grooming equipment to over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their below-the-waist grooming needs. They also just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. 
4.0. You know how we're on Novak Djokovic 4.0? 1.0 was the serving difficulties, but the obvious talent, the 2009 Australian Open champion. 2.0, the 2011 version. 3.0, the 2015 version. I think we can all agree 2021 is Novak 4.0. It's the best version we've seen of Novak Djokovic. The lawnmower 4.0, the best we've ever seen in men's below-the-waist grooming equipment. You can join those over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their below-the-waist grooming needs with our exclusive offer right now. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NEWBALLSPLEASE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NEWBALLSPLEASE at manscaped.com. Make grooming time your favorite time in the bathroom. Manscaped.com. The promo code is NEWBALLSPLEASE. With that in mind, let's talk now about the action we have happening on the ATP Tour. And you look, again, three events. We've got the ATP 500 in Hamburg, the 250 on grass in Newport, the 250 on clay in Bastad, uh, the 500, by the way, in Hamburg, also on clay. Through the round of 32, only one seed has been upset. It was number seven seed, Jan Leonard Struff. He's knocked off by Laszlo Jure, 6-4-7-5. I thought Laszlo Jure did an excellent job in this match, just moving the ball around the court, keeping Struff uncomfortable, taking his serve, and, you know, Struff would try and work in the serve and volley. Jure did such a good job taking that serve early, getting the ball low at Struff's feet. Laszlo Jure always been a guy who's had success on the clay court, so it's not a surprise to see him continue that success here. And again, the moment you think Struff's a favorite, he loses the match. The moment you think he's an underdog, he's going to win that match. And so it, it was just, in, it's interesting to see him lose this one, particularly given the momentum it felt like he had built through the French Open, through the early portion of the grass court season. Nevertheless, fantastic win for Laszlo Dure. Straight sets over Struff. You look at the other seeds who had advanced the deuce. Dusan Lajevic, fantastic performance against Luka Pui. Just that forehand hits it so freaking big. 6-4, 6-4, he advances. Good win for Filip Krajinovic over last week's challenger winner, Daniel Altmaier. 6-3, he halts the momentum of the German wild card. Benoit Pair earns a win, retirement victory after Barankas had to pull out through the first set. You look at some of the other results. Sebastian Baez, who lost his match uh, in qualifying, lucky loser, just annihilates Quarantine Mute for his first career ATP-level win, and Baez has been an ATP Challenger All-Star. We've talked about him so frequently on the Great Shot Podcast. David Gertler has written about him on our website, CrackRackets.com. He, it's Schwartzman-esque, but honestly, he might hit his forehand bigger, and I don't know if his backhand's as consistent. I don't know if he moves quite as well, but oh my god, is that forehand a weapon? And when he's got time on these clay courts to set his feet and really rip into that ball, I know he's a little bit small, but man, is that shot impressive. Fantastic victory for him. Good wins for Delbonis, uh, Kopfer, Mokan, Sabathvild, and Taberner, all in three sets. I thought Sabathvild, he looked a little skinny. Like, he looked like he had dropped 10 pounds, maybe even 15. I say that in a good way. He looked fit out there and, you know, ultimately able to outlast Nicola Kuhn, 166-162, rifle forehands. I still think the Brazilian ATP title winner in 2020 has struggled since, but was a guy who had COVID early in 2020 and seems to finally be regaining his footing. And I think that's a really, really notable thing. A good thing for us tennis fans moving forward, of course. Again, Kofer, 
continues to rock and roll. That's a really nice win over Martyrer. Carlos Taberner, three-set win over Lopez. Another solid Spaniard. I don't know if he's got top 30 upside, but a guy who's going to be lingering around that top 80 range for quite a bit of time. Then Juan Pablo Varias, who has had so much success on the clay courts at the challenger level, gets a win over Samit Nagal to advance to the round of 16. You look at the matchups we have set. Tsitsipas now going to take on Kofor. That should be a really fun one. Again, from a momentum standpoint, Kofor beat, you know, he, he loses in five to Federer at the French Open. Tsitsipas is not the same player, obviously, but He's played on a big stage in a big match against a big opponent, so he will not be afraid of this matchup. He brings his best tennis to these sorts of matchups. And by the way, the amount of former college tennis players having success right now on the ATP Tour, whether it's Nori, whether it's Kopfer, whether it's Hanifman, obviously Stevie J still in the mix, Tennis Sandgren, college tennis works, folks. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, anyways, moving beyond that, you look elsewhere. Unfortunately, Sebastian Baez, by the way, testing positive for COVID, so he will not, uh, he withdraws, he will not be playing his round of 16 match, a match he could have very well won against Nicolas Basilishvili, but Basilishvili advances. Cole Schreiber knocked out Hame Munar in round one, six and four. Best I'd seen Cole Schreiber play since maybe 2017. Uh, that's a lie. I don't remember the last time I saw Cole Schreiber play that well, but he played extraordinarily well in his win over Munar although Munar served for that first set, had a set point up 5-4 and just too passive in the biggest moment. Unfortunately, Cole Schreiber able to dig his way out of a corner, fight that point off, get himself a break point chance, ultimately convert and take the match in straights. It's going to be Sabathville versus Ure, Benoit Pair versus Pablo Varias, uh, Dalbonis versus Ramos, Vanolez, Lajovic versus Mokan, Taberner taking on number two seed Pablo Carreno Busta. That is your round of 16. That is where the action stands right now in Hamburg. Let's move on now to the action in Newport. Speaking of a former college tennis great, Stevie Johnson plays the match of the day on day one. Unfortunately, the number six seed knocked out by one of the, I'll say it, one of the 20 best grass court players in the world. Yes, 20 best. You heard me correctly. In Dennis Kudla, Kudla 7-6-3-6-6-4 win over Stevie J. Stevie's forehand's back. He is hitting that ball so decisively on his front foot. The weight behind that shot, the heaviness of that shot, it rips through any court. His backhand slice, oh, was hitting it on a dime against Kudla, but... Kudla's ability to attack open court, move the ball well. He hit a couple of ridiculous on-the-run winning uh, forehand lobs as passing shots. It was just an extraordinary high-level match, extraordinarily high-level. And uh, it's unfortunate CVJ had to play Kudla first round because those are two guys both capable of making the final. But ultimately, it's Kudla who advances a bunch of former college guys in the draw here. Cressy, 1-2 and two win over Lorenzi. Sandgren, the aforementioned tennis, former Tennessee standout, number five seed at this event. Event four and six over Sosa Thompson with a straight set win after or a win after Cedric Marcel Steeb, who by the way very much lefty version of Aslan Karatsev just from an aesthetics of their game standpoint. Thompson with the win there. Anderson had a win over Marchenko. You also have seen wins from Sebastian Ofner, former U of M standout. Jason Jung over UNC standout. Brayden Schnur, 7-6 in the third. Gojewitz got a win. Yuki Sagita got a win. Ivo Karlovich a win. Jack Sock, really good three-set win over Alex Bold, 3-6-6-4-6-3. Sock's coming back to the top 100, folks. It's if, not, uh, it's not if, it's when, excuse me. Uh, the level is there. The fitness is there right now in particular. And he's playing dubs with Will Blumberg. You know that's a team. That's after my heart. Are there t- 
five players in American tennis more captivating still than Jack Sock who can draw a bigger audience? I would say no. And by the way, that's something I'm going to write about on our website, crackrackets.com. So be on the lookout for that piece. Nevertheless, Sock, really impressive win. And then the last name, Jensen Brooksby. Everywhere he goes, all he does, according to DJ Kelly, is win, 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 no matter what. And he knocks off Donskoy 5-3, and three, another guy who moves the ball around the court so well, can pull the trigger down the line, and sneaky good mover. Just the better the tennis, the better the Brooksby. He advances in straight sets. That sets up the round of 16 here. Your matchups, if you like big serving, Bublik Karlovich. If you like college tennis, Jung versus Sandgren. If you like good tennis, Nishioka Sock, Ofner versus Anderson. Uh, Anderson, by the way, former University of Illinois standout. You've got Kudla Brooksby, Gojevic Pospisil, Thompson Sagita, Cressy Query. Again, big surfing serving at the top and the bottom of the draw. A lot of fun tennis mixed in in between. Be on the lookout for all of that action in Newport, and we'll continue to talk about it here on the Mini Break Podcast. And then last, but certainly not least, you look at the ATP action in Bastad. Again, the clay court 250 happening there. Your three set results thus far, Cecinato, three sets over Richard Gasquet. Cecinato, the favorite in that match on a clay court, does his thing. Two really interesting results. Emil Rusevori, three sets over Mikhail Yimmer. There's some sinnerish qualities to Rusevori. He's not as fluid of an athlete, but his ability to take that ball early on the rise, the pace he's able to generate with such ease. Ugh. I love the game of Rusevori. We did a Next Gen 2.0 podcast on him. You can go find an article on him as well on our website, crackrackets.com. He's not comfortable on the clay courts yet. That's why I love his decision to go play this event in particular. He's the number eight seed, but Emer, more fluid of an athlete, better in the outer thirds, a more comfortable mover. But Rusevori just didn't have big enough weapons to hurt Rusevori in sets two and three, and that pace of Rusevori won out in the end. It was on Rusevori's terms, his ability, again, to catch that ball early, and if you leave a ball in the center, he's it, it's Fritzish with just how easy the pace comes to him, but then, you know, I'd argue he's a little bit more fluid than Fritz, but Fritz a little bit better of a serve. Nevertheless, Rusevori's got serious power, folks, so be on the lookout for him. He's another player could make a big jump. He may be on my list of five standouts on the ATP side, but you know that was a fantastic three-set win for him. Great three-set win for Holger Rune as well over Radu Albat. Elias Emer, ensuring the the Emer brothers do not go winless. He gets a three-set win over Taro Daniel. Speaking of the former college greats, All-American Arthur Rinderneck, one-in-one win over Pedro Sosa. Yannick Hanifman, two-in-five over Diego Montiero, also had wins from my guy, Pedro Martinez, you had wins from Gombos, Coria, and Carbeas Benia to set up the round of 16. Again, a lot of our top seeds still in play, but Kasparud, Holger Rune, that's must-see tennis. Kristen Garin versus Pedro Martinez, you know I'm going to be locked in on that. Coria versus Cecinato is fun. Vesley Hanifman is strangely entertaining. Rinderneck Millman, you know, Gambos Rusevori, if you'd like to see the crap smacked out of the ball. Uh, Fonini Carbeas Benia, Emer Laxanen. I really like this field in Bastad. Sneaky, sneaky fun, despite the fact that we don't have that many top 30 players in action here this week. Still should have all of our quench, uh, quench, uh, thirst quenched here by the tennis we see unfold. And, you know, again, 
four challengers as well on the schedule. Not going to talk about those on today's podcast, but we are keeping them in mind. And you can watch all of this action. Again, it's an easy plug here, but TC Plus, you can find all of these matches. And of course, for the challenger stuff, you can find them for free, livestream.com slash ATP. Hope all of you are tuning in because, you know, again, it's not a grand slam, but there's fantastic tennis happening really from sunrise to sunset. So you don't want to miss out on any of the action. Of course, if you have, you can catch up on it all on our website, crackrackets.com. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, review to this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, all of our CR shows. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Lager and Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out, as well, to our friends over at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR. R15. With that in mind, for super producers Fligner and Westoff, for our friends at Tennis Point, and for all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.